Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Godly Grunt Podcast, where we are training soldiers to be better Christians and Christians to be better soldiers. I'm your host, John Cooper, and I'm excited to uh, be with you another day. I'm recording this uh, this morning, Saturday morning, so you're actually getting it the same same day it's coming out. Um, life has been rather busy, um, so I uh, appreciate everyone who's been praying. I just my family and I just moved. Um, and so I am currently, I have a job, which is awesome. I need jobs. <laughs> uh, and I am uh, working in a gospel rescue mission, um, uh, which is for those of you who don't know, it's a, uh, basically a homeless shelter, but instead of a state funded, uh, warming centers and state funded meals and all that kind of stuff, it's all supported by local churches. And so it is a, it's a really cool ministry uh, to be a part of. <clears throat> it's a lot of work, not a lot of pay, <laughs> but um, we felt the Lord, uh, the situation we were in, we were able to make it work. Uh, so we felt the Lord was calling us to, for me to work there, uh, along with being an intern pastor and doing full-time seminary online. So life, life is busy, but I'm still going to strive to uh put these podcasts out and uh and get this to you guys um because i know some of y'all y'all listen every episode which is really cool um so i appreciate that uh so in review we're going through the uh, spiritual warfare series and uh, we talked about christ as commander and king we had cody lawrence on um from good monsters podcast it was such a good episode then we had uh we talked about our enemy so know your commander and king know your enemy so our enemy is within and we talked about um talked with my father just about uh sinful nature we also talked about uh, satan as the enemy and then uh last time we talked about uh the first piece three pieces of our kit which are uh the, the belt of truth breastplate of righteousness and and gospel boots as i called them so, so again, we're talking about knowing your kit. And so, uh, like I explained last time, you know, we would train and, and soldiers train to know their kit. They do, they do kit drills, Matt, whether it's just mag changes or a lot of times it's like, Hey, grab this piece of equipment and grab this piece of equipment. So, um, so that's kind of something that we go, we do, and we practice and we train, and the same applies in spiritual warfare where it's, we need to train to know our kit, you know, we need to to be constantly uh, learning more, constantly seeking more truth, uh, growing in righteousness, focusing on the peace we have with God and these things. We need to, we need to train with our kit. In this, this, uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the next uh, three in our, um, in, in the Bible here. And I'm, I'm just going to read uh, verses six, starting at verse 16. In addition to all having taken up the shield of faith, which you will be able to ex to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Also receive the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So those are the next three. Shield of faith, helmet of salvation, and sword of the spirit. You're going to hear slurps in between, and I apologize. That's me drinking my morning joe. I kind of just woke up 
record this, so I may be a little loopy as well, but this is kind of the only time I have to do this. So, uh, so Shield of Faith. Shield of Faith is uh, a shield. First thing you do when you uh, receive contact is what? Fire back, yes, but you, you seek cover. You get behind something thick. You, know, you get behind a, a tree or you get behind a wall or something like this um, to provide you cover fire. Or sorry, cover from the fire. Well, a shield is kind of like mobile cover. It's a, it's a cover that you have and you carry it with you and you can set it up in front. And um, a lot of the shields back in the day, I, apparently these shields were probably planks of wood is what we is what we've said that they are. Um, and as planks of wood, um, you would probably uh, not want to, like, you, you, that could stop a bullet, but let's just put it this way. The shields they had back then, you may not want to bring into combat today. But um, that was the point. There was just mobile cover. You could bring these things, and like it says here, that they would be able to extinguish the all the flaming arrows of the evil one they would put this leather and soak it in uh, in water and some sort of liquid and when the arrows would hit the plank of wood with this leather in front it would extinguish the flaming arrows right and so in in the book we've been using to to go through this which is the believer's armor by john macarthur um he describes a little bit of the tactic behind uh these shields so he says, he says this, a long line of soldiers would, that carried the shields would stand in front of the troops. Behind the shield bearers would be all the soldiers with swords and arrows. As the army moved toward the enemy, the soldiers in front would plant their shields side by side, creating a huge wall of protection. From behind that, the wall of archers would fire their arrows at the enemy. In this manner, the army inched its way toward the enemy until they could engage in hand-to-hand combat. So the troops in the front would provide a wall that shielded the front line of the army from the enemy's barrage of arrows. It was true that those that the troops behind the front lines also protected themselves with those shields. But you can imagine that if you didn't have a shield like that, any barrage of arrows that came from the enemy and a barrage of arrows came from the enemy. Um you would be in danger of losing your life. However, the shield would protect you. So people move behind the shield or these giant shields in front. Um, and that's kind of uh, how the, the tactic of the shield worked back then. They form a wall um, around or in front of people. So the shield talked about here would, would cover someone from head to toe. This is the same as our faith in, in our Lord. Our faith covers us so that we may resist the temptations shot at us. I do not take this shield as just as doctrines we espouse, you know, as our faith as, as followers of Christ, like the, the creeds and the confessions, but rather our faith in God. Putting our faith in God is what this shield is. Um, it's putting our faith in God and his promise that his promises will cover us and his promises will cover us. We see that. God is our refuge in our shield. That's in Proverbs 30 and Psalm 18, uh, that he's a refuge from our attacks. We see this all through the Psalms of David. You know, you're my refuge. You're my strong fortress. Um, his faith is in God during these times of trials and tribulations. And when we're standing firm, our faith, 
our faith is in a God who will sustain us in the time of temptation, uh, always providing a way of escape, right? Faith that he will sustain us in the midst of persecution. Faith that he will, that we are still loved and redeemed even when we fail. And so what we need to understand, and, and a lot of us do understand, is that we will fail at times. Um, and it's our faith in God that he, that he sustains us, faith in, in um sanctification or uh, perseverance in the saints uh, is the, the doctrinal term for it. But we have faith that uh, God will never let us go. And we'll, we'll look more at that in the hell of salvation. But that's part of our faith in God, faith that when we're in the midst of persecution, like God will uh, either provide a way of escape like he does with temptation or this is his this is his plan for us. And we have faith that we are in, in the will of God. And that's, that's, what's most important. Um, it's, you have to have <laughs> your faith in the Lord uh, and that you're following his, in his call. Um, when we have gone through my, my family has gone through a lot uh, in the past month or two. And um and it's we have to have our faith in the Lord that He is leading, that He is doing this for a purpose, and it really is because the temptation is to uh, say, "Well, God obviously doesn't care. This is why this is happening to us," because it wasn't just a decision to move. <laughs> um, it was we lost our house, we lost everything, and it's not everything, but we lost a lot, and because we were felt like we were being faithful to God. And, and it's our faith that Lord, you know, you say that in your word, that if we leave our homes and we sacrifice for you and we, and we keep glorifying you at the center of our minds and our will, that you will bless us. And we hang on to that promise. We have faith in that promise um, that, you know, if we don't deny him when the times get hard, he won't deny us in front of his father. That's what our faith is in. Um, it's not in a paycheck, right? It's not in a stable job. It's it's in the Lord. You know, how much more does He care for us when He cares for the ravens and, and the, the flowers of the fields? And we, keeping that perspective is not easy, especially in the times of trials. But uh, you have to have your faith in God and he does cover you in these times, in these fights, because the fight, if you haven't realized with all of these, the fight is in your mind, the fights in your mind. And so we know that the fight being in our mind, we need to focus our minds on him. Uh, and that's in, in our faith and our trust in him. Uh, and to just talk about these flaming arrows are the temptations and lust of the flesh. Uh, John MacArthur again says in his book, what are, what are the Satan's fiery darts? They're seducing temptations. Satan fires uh, shafts of impurity, selfishness, doubt, fear, disappointment, lust, greed, vanity, and covetousness. Those temptations are all part of lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Satan literally bombards the believer with fiery darts of seduction, seductive temptation to elicit ungodly evil responses 
The only defense we have at that point is the shield of faith. If we live in a world where Satan often reigns temptations, we live in a world where Satan uh, often reigns temptations. That's why we must have the shield of faith. And I I believe Satan's a good archer. (laughs) Um, And that his, his, his demons, they know, they know, uh, what temptations to get you at certain times. Um, it's odd uh, when you preach on something um, as a pastor, you may be tempted in that way <laughs> before you preach that sermon because Satan knows there's nothing better than if you're about to preach a sermon on, um, let's say, against pornography or stealing or um, adultery, even that is what, you know, Satan would love nothing more than to have you fall into that, to stop you from preaching. Um, It's just interesting uh, how the interplay between Satan or or the devil and the, the evil system he's set up and our flesh. Um, And we need to be strong in our flesh. Or sorry, excuse me, we need to be strong in the spirit against our flesh. So um, another interesting thing MacArthur brought up, he said, well, when we sin, we believe Satan over God. Uh, when we believe in God, we put our full weight on him. Uh, if God said it, it's true. That's what our faith is in. Um, and and the, deeper, the deeper your knowledge in God and his word, the more you'll trust him. The And I've been listening to a, question and answer at one of at the strange fire conference that he did and the one thing he said that was that was very true obviously um one thing one thing he said uh that i really liked was he said the deeper your your knowledge of god the higher your worship like the more you you learn about god the more you study him the more reverent your worship is. Um, And so you're going to read our last excerpt on, on this from MacArthur. It says shield of faith is a consist is a consistent application of what we believe about God to the issues of life. If you don't trust him, then you don't know him well enough. The more, you know, God, the more, you know, about the truth of his word and the more you meditate upon his person in your prayers, the more you will trust in him more you trust in God, the less likely you are to, to not, excuse me, be the more, the more you trust God, the less likely you will be to not believe him. That's what that, what's the most important is your relationship to God. If you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength and believe that he is who he claims to be and that all his promises are true, you're not going to sin. You are going to be standing in the place of the greatest blessing. Everyone wants to be blessed. God says the one who obeys him receives his blessing. If you follow Satan, you disbelieve God. So so that is the um, shield of faith. Uh, Putting your faith in God that his promises are true and what he says is true. And that what is sin is not freedom. Sin is not freedom. Um, 
real freedom, real liberty is, is following the Lord. And that, that's one of the biggest lies Satan throws at our culture today. And with our faith being in the Lord, that something like homosexuality and, and the transgender movement um, being wrong, like the whole world around us is telling us that this is right and acceptable. Um, but the Bible saying it's wrong. And so our faith, our shield of faith uh, for our family uh, the shield we the canvas of shield that we put over our family um, needs to be the word of God uh, and so that's just an example of that they're, they're trying to come for our families and our faith needs to be in the Lord not what um, the world would say and so the next uh, piece is the helmet of salvation uh, the helmet of salvation and so um, what, what I've talked about it before, I, I was a sniper in the army and when we went through our training in cyber school, um, they showed us this video. I think it was in ballistics class. It was external ballistics of just headshots. Um, and all these headshots and just heads basically exploding after getting shot. What happens to a head? And they talked about the importance of putting a, uh, you know, a bullet in the head, obviously. Um, and so it shows that the head is extremely vulnerable. I mean, you can take a shot to most places in your body um, and it's not an immediate death, but head is, is a pretty much guaranteed, especially you get them in the T. Um, uh, that the head is, is, is a, is a, is a no go. Like you're going to be, you're going to be done. Um, we had a, a captain, he uh, was a former enlisted guy, and he had this scar on his uh, on his head. Then it went around the right side of his head, um, about like about above, above the ear, and um, it was because he got shot in the head. Uh, but his Kevlar, so the way Kevlar is made, is it's like this circular. It makes the bullet bullet or whatever it is go in a circle. So it diverts the energy um, rather than just absorbing the energy. And so he got shot and it hit his, and it must've went to the last ring of Kevlar. And then it started to spin and it went around his head and out the back of his helmet. It was pretty, pretty insane <laughs> to see. Um, and it just, you know, headshots are, are, that's what you that's not what you necessarily aim for every time but it's definitely that's what you want um that has an extremely vulnerable as we just said and so god gives us a helmet now the helmet is double protection because it goes along with the shield all of these these the, these pieces these last three you actually got to put on i mean everyone knows you know if, you, if you're in the military you know you know that in training you take off your helmet or you uh, take off your helmet you and kind of relax, or you put down your weapon um, and you're behind a wall or whatever. But you don't really take off your, if you're not, if you're just, even if you're sleeping, you don't really take off your body armor. You don't take off your boots. You don't take off your belt unless you're bedding down for a while. Um, but then when the shooting starts, you put your helmet back on, you grab a rifle again. Um, that kind of thing. So you can take these things on and off because everyone hates wearing a helmet. <laughs> so, um, but that's the same with this, this armor is there's kind of this, you know, at the beginning of verse 
16 in addition to all having take having taken up the shield of faith like it's an addition and so this helmet because the shield would protect you right um you'd be behind the shield you'd be behind the mobile cover but so the helmet is kind of like double protection um as it goes along with the shield and so when we're talking about salvation because this is the helmet of salvation um, there's three aspects of salvation. There's past, present, future. So past is justification. Our sins have been crucified with Christ, right? We've been saved from the sins of our past. The present is sanctification. We are continuing to grow with Christ day to day. Um, we're continuing to conform more to his image. And then uh, thirdly is glorification, the future we will be glorified with Christ when, when we reach uh, glory. That's, you know, that's why I call it that. Um, uh, when we die, uh, that we are secure in Christ and that is our salvation for our future. And so the salvation here, I, I do not believe Paul is talking about justification or sanctification, rather glorification. Um that future aspect of our salvation is what I believe Christ is or the spirit is moving through Paul to, uh, to write. And so, excuse me. Um, when we face the blows of Satan and his attacks, um, we can put our confidence, uh, in the Lord, uh, will glorify us if we remain faithful. And that's, and that's the hope we have this hope that we have, um, the hope that when we die, we are with Christ and that we are no longer to struggle with sin anymore. I mean, that's to me, that's the greatest encouragement. I'll no longer have to, to struggle with sin, um, when I die, but, uh, first Thessalonians five, eight, uh, but since we, we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith, love, and the helmet that is the hope of salvation. Um, the hope of salvation. So our primary purpose of helmets in the ancient times was defense against broadsword attacks, these massive swords that would just swing and they would hope to crush down on someone's head. Uh, MacArthur in his book says that um, Satan's broadsword that our helmet of salvation is defending against is discouragement and doubt. It is our ultimate hope in Christ and what he has done for us uh that battles this so when we face discouragement when we face doubt it is the um hope we have in christ uh, that battles this and, and you will face discouragement in your faith and in your ministry it is in these times we need to focus our hope on christ and what he has done for us um and what he will do for us in the in the future when we are serving him uh he has saved us for our purpose um page jeremiah this is page uh in, in macarthur's book jeremiah preached all alone nevertheless your words he said quote your words found are were found and i ate them and your words became joy to me and the delight of my heart jeremiah god basically told him that i want you to spend your life preaching for me, preach a message uh, with, with all your energy. However, no one will listen to you. And it was Jeremiah's ministry to God. No one would listen. 
Um, and so that can get very discouraging when you preach and preach and, and uh, you want to see people saved and you, and you want to see uh, people's lives in your church change. Yet nothing seems to happen. And you can look at Jeremiah and that's exactly what his entire ministry was. But God said, this is the message I have for you to preach. And so he did. And uh, what encouragement for us to continue on that we know that we, we're preaching and we're, we're serving the Lord for his glory. And whatever glorifies him is, is what, what we, we, that's the aspect that we want. So that's uh, something that's encouragement to me is just to keep fighting for him because you know, when I'm discouraged, I know that I'm, I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm not doing this for me or for the good feels that come along with it. So um, you will also have seasons of doubt in your ministry and faith, doubt of eternal security. Um, as, as we kind of mentioned before, um, that eternal security is something uh, that our wanting our hope, our hope in a future um, salvation it battles against that. It says here again, MacArthur's book, Satan wants us to doubt our salvation because he wants us to doubt the promise of God. He wants us to believe that God doesn't keep his word. He wants us to believe that God can't hold us onto us forever. He wants us to deny the power and provision. Um, so he also wants us to deny that God speaks the truth. And then Romans 8. <laughs> Romans 8, verse 30. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And to those whom he called, he also justified. And to those whom he justified, he also glorified. When we doubt, we need to turn to the promises of God and put our confidence in them. And when we, and when doubt and discouragement enter our head, uh, protect it with the helmet of salvation and the hope of salvation. Uh, when we have our hope in salvation, we become invincible in battle. Um, it's always said the hardest soldier to kill is one who does not fear death. And as Christians, uh, we, we know where we're going when we die. We know that Christ paid that price for us. So we, we should fear, we should fear no death. That's why Paul says for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. We do not fear death. And we know that it is in this battle. There's nothing that can take, <clears throat> excuse me, take that away. We need to keep that in our minds protection when we are most vulnerable. And, uh, and the sword of the spirit is the next one, um, which is the word of God. Our only offensive weapon is the word of God and, and prayer, which is the next verse. And we'll talk about that. Um, these are the only two offensive weapons. And, and for the, um, for the sword of the spirit, our next episode we have a guest on to talk about that. Um, really excited to have the guys from Despite Popular Belief on, and we talk about using, wielding the sword of the spirit. It was great. We've already done, uh, recorded it. It's a great interview, um, and it'll be out uh, for the next time. So we're, we're going to save that conversation for that. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, or in our website, which is linked through those two. Um, yeah, keep up the battle. It's a fight, but God gives us armor to fight through it. Uh, so that's my encouragement for you guys today. A little shorter episode, um, but nevertheless, uh, thank you for listening and uh, climb for his glory and 
break glass.